With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James, and by my side, as always, is that B-A-double-D-A-double crooked letter, badass Billy Gunn. Together we are the New Age Outlaws, and you're listening to the VOC Nation. And if you ain't down with that, he's got two words for you. Suck it. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, who you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer The Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and, of course, In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And, by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOCNation. podcast my name is ct mcmanus and for the next little while it is my job to take your mind off the craziness of the world out there and get it refocused on some good old-fashioned rock and roll we have a great show for you this evening guys we have a double interview episode we're going to first be joined by damian monte carlo who is he is of man mock 22 lady diesel and now has his own solo material as well Excited to be speaking with him this evening. Uh, 
he's going to be talking. We're going to be talking mainly about his uh, solo stuff, but we're also going to touch base on Lady Diesel and uh, Mach 22 and everything else in between. So you're going to want to stick around for that interview. Also joining us at the seven o'clock hour, we're going to be joined by the gals in Detroit Cobras. Guys, they've been around for a long time. We're going to talk about COVID. We're going to be talking about the Cobras. We're going to be talking about everything in between. And uh, going to be a really, really great episode this evening, guys. Uh, wanted to touch base a little bit with um, one of our sponsors, which is Phoenix Custom Printing. Want to uh, really suggest that you guys start getting your band merch together, all the stuff that you need to be up and running once everything opens back up again. I know we are in a little bit of an up. We're opening up slowly but surely. But, guys, I'm telling you, once everything opens up at full capacity, the dam is going to burst, and the local scenes are going to be amazing. If you want your merch to be ready when you are, call this number now, 410-206-2081. That ex- Phoenix Custom Printing phone number, once again, is 410 206 2081 they can hook you up with any kind of merchandise that you want to do as far as hats shirts whatever give them a call tom you heard it on the rock and roll union and they're going to take 20 percent off your printing orders guys make sure you check them out that number one more time is 410-206-2081 like i said guys we got a lot going on this evening um Really looking forward to talking to both Damian Monte Carlo and the ladies in Detroit Cobras. If you are a listener to the show, you'll know a couple weeks back, we had Monte Carlo's first single off the the new album that's coming out of his solo material. And we debuted that song on here a couple weeks ago. Tonight, I am very excited to announce that we will be unveiling the second single. It's going to debut here. It's not available until next week, but if you want to hear it, stick around because you're going to hear it here before anywhere else. Anyway, kick off the show, get the music rolling. We're going to listen to Monte Carlo's first single. Here is Paradise Lost.
So not sure if you guys are enjoying this fall weather, man. I sure am. I'm loving the crispness in the air. Things are revving up for Halloween, man. Really excited for it. Hoping the kids this year get out to go out and uh, do some trick-or-treating. Who knows what's going to hold down for that, man. And uh, a lot of great stuff going on, man. Campfire weather, sweat, uh, sweatshirt, hoodie weather. And it's also the beginning of football season, guys. Not sure if you saw the Eagles last week. They fell to the Washington football team. Let's hope uh, if you're an Eagles fan that they do better this week. We'll see. But anyway, winning season also returns at my bookie. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means survivor, super contests, and squares. At my bookie, winning season means hitting all your parlays and props with your feet up, watching your team trounce their rivals. Rejoice. It's time to celebrate the NFL season. Invest in your intuition. Use promo code BOC Nation. That's all one word, no spaces, and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. From live betting to championship futures, every play you want to make is waiting at my bookie. It's simple. Make your picks, win big, and collect your cash. Use promo code VOCNATION. Once again, that's all one word, no spaces, VOC Nation, and double your first deposit. Guys, that's free money, man. Your winning season today begins only at my bookie. So, guys, we are going to take a quick commercial break so that we don't have to interrupt our uh, interview with Damian Monte Carlo. Really looking forward to speaking with him. He was one of the very first guests on the Rock and Roll Union podcast, and we're going to be touching base with him. So, we go back a while, man. We go back a long way. So, don't go nowhere. Quick commercial break. We'll be back with Damian Monte Carlo of Monte Carlo. Hey, this is Total Package, Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Cassie Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into like snuff film territory there. In the room, 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with history, the voice of choice, and killer can wrestling. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airlines cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have cried? Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Taylor, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. 
Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls, and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Stein of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. You get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. So welcome back to the Rock and Roll Union Podcast, guys. So glad that you are with me. We will be joined momentarily by Damian Monte Carlo of Monte Carlo, his own original material. And he once again, he is also the drummer. He, he keeps himself busy, man. He is the drummer of Lady Diesel. He's also the drummer of Mach 22. And I believe he is with me. Damian, you with me? Yeah. Hey, brother. How you doing, man? Long time no hear. Doing, doing great, man. It's been a while. I think last time we talked, it was was when uh, they started locking everything down. Yeah, man, it's it's been crazy. And through this whole lockdown, um, when did you get started with your solo stuff? Uh, I think it was in uh, July. So uh, I was I was a little, little late with uh, getting everything started, but. Um, yeah, you know, it was just uh seemed like there was really uh to me it seems like there was there's no light, you know. I mean, I see things starting to open up a little bit, but uh, me being a realist, I think we're still quite a few months uh down the road from yeah. everything totally back to normal, but so um yeah, pretty much like, you know, fired up all my old uh, recording stuff that I had in storage and uh you know, I revisited uh song that I had that I had written with uh with my buddy uh Bert Lapore and uh you know we kinda like we re recorded this song and uh you know it's it's the uh, version that you hear now. It's got a bit of a uh a bit of an alter bridge style. Um really, really good too. I'm talking of uh Paradise Laws the first single and uh how long, how far back does that go? Uh, I think we wrote that in like, I found the original track and I think that was like January of 2012. That was, and, wow. uh, it was just me and him. Uh, I had this band before prior to Mach 22, um, that I was in from like 2007 to like 2012. Uh, called Juliet's Vice, uh, and I actually play guitar and I sang a little bit in that band. We had like two lead singers, me and uh, uh, this other guy, Dan Parcells. We both sang and played guitar, sort of like a Kiss kind of, gotcha. you know, Kiss vibe. But um, I, I suck at writing lyrics, so I I hit up uh, Bert one day, and we've been, you know, we were friends since we were teenagers. So uh, I had 
like music and I sent it to him and uh he sent it back to me like the next day with like lyrics and melodies, you know. And uh we did this we wrote quite a you know, quite a bit of songs that way. But uh this one, you know, Paradise Lost I wrote, uh I was listening to like a lot of heavier stuff at the time and uh it didn't fit Juliet's Vice, so we just kinda you know, did it for us, you know. Right. And um I was listening to it maybe like two, three months ago. I was like, damn, man, this is like a really good song. But I never, you know, it sounded like a demo. It didn't sound like a finished product. Right. So uh, I hit up in July and I was like, yo, you want to, you know, I got all my recording stuff set up again and I would like to re-record, you know, Paradise Lost. Maybe revisit it and, you know, see what we could do with it. And we did. And it, it it turned out amazing, I thought. Now, what would you say as far as from the very first version of it that you had to what you put out? How much did it change? Um, it didn't change that much. I mean, the quality is definitely a lot better. I think the, the right. drums sound way better. The guitars are heavier. Um, the vocals we added, uh, uh, we added a part to the chorus, but uh, it's. I mean, the original version is maybe like it was pretty close. I mean, it definitely sounded like it needed something, but what we came up with is is like perfect. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah it's a great song, man. We've really got to give you credit for it. And wanted to ask, um, as far as is it, are we looking forward to an EP? Is it an album? Like, are you just going to drop things as singles? How how are you going about it? I don't know. I mean. Um, we talked about it, you know, a few different ways. You know, the original plan was, you know, I have some songs that I sang and I wrote lyrics for too. So I, I was like, I'm just going to put my name on it and it's going to be anything goes. I'll have friends sing on it. I'll have friends play guitar, do solos on it. I may sing a track. It was like, it's, you know, one song is going to be metal. Another song could be, you know, Ballad. It's like I was just because I like a lot of different types of music. I'm just going to throw everything out there. That's awesome. So um, we were going. You know, the, the plan was just throw this out and see what happened. And the feedback has been, you know, amazing. It's pretty incredible. So uh, the plan right now is to re- is to do a single a month. Okay. Uh, and then maybe uh, you know maybe put it out as like maybe. This is I'm thinking out loud right now. Maybe like when we get to five songs, maybe put out an EP with like right. an extra like track or two. So it'll be like a seven song EP, or maybe just wait till we have ten or twelve songs and put, you know, compile everything, you know. But as far as from from now, I mean, we got songs up until de- December. You know, if we go through this one month, one song per month plan. So now, um. As far as the the band that are you doing everything yourself or like who's coming who's been on the album so far or the the song so far as far as Paradise Lost or um, the new one that we're going to show later a little later on um, who's been playing with you have you been recording most of the tracks yourself as far as instruments yeah uh, uh, instrumentally speaking uh, you know as far as like who played. What uh, on Paradise Lost I played everything drums bass wow uh, all the guitars and Bert did all the vocals uh, this next song uh, that we're that's going to debut next week that you're going to play uh, today 
uh, called Hannah. Uh, it was pretty much the same thing, except I had a friend do the do the uh, guitar solos on that. So okay. I'm probably going to stick to that plan. I might have eventually. I mean, it, if, if it's something that, like, I'm not, I'm not going to, I don't even consider myself a guitar player. It's like, for me, it's just like, you know, I play well enough to write a song, but, you know, if there's something in my head that I can't play, I'm going to call some, you know, a friend of mine, right. somebody to uh, to do it for me, you know. So, uh, you know, in, in the future, you'll see other people play on the tracks. But on this track coming up, uh, the upcoming single, Hannah, is uh, just me and Bert doing everything, and Cooper Boyd, a young guy from Jersey Shore. He's 21. He's a killer guitar player, and he does like a smoking guitar solo on this. So. That's awesome. Now, um, if say COVID was goes away, are you looking at playing any of this stuff live? Are you looking to play any shows with your solo stuff? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess that remains to be seen. I mean, uh, we'll see how, you know, what the reaction is, you know, the, the public reaction. I mean, I, I wasn't really uh, looking to do any gigs, but I was kind of, you know, really blown away by the feedback of this, you know, Paradise Lost. And, uh, you know, if the, if the if people dig the next tracks, I mean, if there's a demand, you know, we might, maybe we will put something together. I'll put like, you know, grab a guitar player or two and a bass player and we'll do some shows if it's, you know, if it's worth it. But we're having fun doing what we're doing now. I guess we'll just see what happens, you know? That's awesome. Now, with with the whole COVID situation and everything being down, uh, what what's new as far as Mach 22 or as far as uh, Lady Diesel is concerned? I know you guys were recording with Lady Diesel. Um, any updates on either band? Uh... Lady Diesel, we have a whole EP that uh, we recorded all the basic tracks for. That we did that like last last fall, I think, like last October, November. So that's just kind of like sitting around. I think, um, you know, with uh, with the whole lockdown and everything, and uh, you know, we haven't really been able to finish like the vocals and some guitar stuff. So. That's just, just kind of there. Uh, I did talk to the guys the other day about maybe doing, like, you know, doing a song, like a cover tune or something, just to kind of throw it out there. Uh, you know, so that might happen soon, maybe. Uh, Mach 22 is pretty much the same situation. We've got a whole EP that we recorded, five songs. We did release a single back in May. Um, I just finally received the mixed and mastered tracks a couple of days ago, and honestly, I'm not really that happy with it. So I don't right. know when that's going to come out. But, um, you know, it, how it was given to me today, it's like, we can't release it yet. It's, it has to be remixed. I hear you. And, uh, you know, so the plan was to get that out, you know, like September or sometime in this fall. But honestly, I really don't know when that's coming. I don't know if you got the chance to check it out. The past two nights, there was an event um, called Six String Salute, which was a uh, trying to make me for the people that are on the road crews and behind the scenes. And I know that you, you do a lot of work behind the scenes, especially with Tama. Um, are you seeing a lot of people down in the music industry as far as, I mean, how are sales with Tama and how, how's everything going with that? 
yeah, well, I, I work for um, I work in the music industry on the instrument side. You know, I, uh, as you mentioned, I, I work for Tama Drums and uh, Ibanez Guitars. And um, from what I hear, you know, from what I see, is that, is that we're doing amazing. That's and, awesome. And that, and from what I've been reading, like all the other companies, like Fender, Gibson, uh, you know, all the other you know musical industry companies are doing great business also so that's got to tell you something like people are cooped up in their homes uh, you know you know people oh, yeah. are you know they want to they want to do like you know facebook live videos and uh you know and do what i did like get a home studio built in their house and you know stuff like that so uh the music industry on that end is doing amazing amazing that's i awesome. mean but uh so uh, I think people people are starting to get a little creative and they're trying to find ways to make to make it. You know, I've been seeing at first, like in, in March when they first started, you saw a lot of Facebook Live videos, people playing acoustically in their in their homes, and then they had like a little Venmo thing, like, hey, if you want to donate something. But now I'm starting to see like almost like pay-per-view concerts come back, like yeah, you know, full promotions, you know, and. Uh, you know, ten bucks. You know, who's who was doing it? It was like a big band. I saw like ten dollars. I forget who it was, but uh, I know they had one with. Um, oh God. The the parody band, Steel Panther. Steel Panther. Yeah. I know they've had one. Yeah. I know different band. Yeah, I've noticed that myself. Uh, any thoughts on post COVID as far as? Uh, as far as the rock scene is going to look, I mean, me personally, I think the, the local scene is just going to explode once everything opens at full capacity. Uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I agree. I, I mean, I think there's, I think just from what I'm seeing, like on the instrument side, like as far as sales go, I mean, it's, it's really, really good. I mean, you know, people are businesses, music stores are having like, you know, Christmas type business, like March, April, May, June, July, that's August, September. Like every month has been like, you know, I, I, that's amazing. That's got to tell you something. And like, it's funny because like two, three years ago, like the New York Times or Washington Post or somebody like put out a story like how the electric guitar is dead. Well, now that that same like <laughs> paper put out an article last week how there's like a huge resurgence. And you know, I being on the end that I'm at, I, I see it. You know. So I think once all stuff comes to an end, I think there's going to be such a huge like explosion of like a lot of, a lot of great new bands coming out and a lot of new music. I mean, if you're not if you're not putting out anything now, if you're not being creative during this time, then that's just like that's so, that's time wasted. That's such a like, that's right. You're right. But, my whole thing is like, you know, 20, 30 years from now, 40 years, and I look back on 2020 or 2020, who knows how long it's going to last. Like, what did I do with myself during that time? Did I just been complain and watch TV and Netflix every every weekend? Like, I, like, pick up a new instrument, you know, learn a new hobby. Like, you know, Tell go, you. go to all, some online classes, like, you know, do something like with yourself during this time. You know, make good use of it. You know. So I mean, I got to. Like, 
I got to admit, I mean, with the time off, I mean, I'm literally speaking, this is the first time that I've been not having a day job. I'm on unemployment for the first time in 14 years. And I, I am fully taking advantage of this time between the podcast, uh, hanging with my one-year-old. It's been a great time. I agree with you. Yeah. I mean, um, hey, you know, it's, you know, it, it, it sucks. We don't have, you know, we can't do things that we normally used to do. But on the flip side, like, you know, do something now during this downtime where when things open up, you could better yourself. You know what I mean? Or like, That's it. You know, so I, I, I see like a lot of, like a lot of bands, a lot of, you know, artists being productive during this time or it's going to be, it, it's going to be great when everything opens up. And if you're not, then that's, you know, that's your loss. I mean, you got you got to make things happen, you know? It's crazy because I've been inundated with, the, as far as the podcast is concerned, with a lot of bands that have new material right now. I know, like, Ryder put out a full album and Race the Rat put out a lot, lot of new stuff. And these bands are taking advantage, like you're saying, of the time. Um, any thoughts to things changing. I mean, I personally think that this time was really necessary for rock to a point where, you know, this is almost a restart for us where a lot of newer bands can start coming out. And I mean, some of the older bands, it was time. It was kind of time to let them go and open up the way for new blood and thought on that. Oh, I agree. I mean, look, all the, all the bands that we've loved are in their, you know, they're at the end of their career. You know, I mean, they're like in their 60s and 70s. They can barely, they can hardly do it. I mean, there's a few that still can, but, you know, ha- how many more years are we going to see some of these classic bands torn? Like, you know, what do we have? Maybe five, ten tops for some of these bands? It's like, yeah. well, then what's going to happen? Then then who who's, who's going to fill the arenas? Like, Who's you know who's gonna play the B B and T Center in Camden like Buck Cherry? I mean they they can't even they, they can't even play like like the T L A. You know it's like yeah you need you need new young bands. You got to groom them. You know and that's where radio comes in. Like stop playing. Like I I don't get how they still play like you know terrestrial radio still plays the same classic bands. But like you get a new band like. Dirty Honey, like, push the hell out of them. And they are. I, mean, oh, yeah. I hear them a lot on the radio. But a band like that, you need, like, people hate on Greta Van Fleet. Whatever your opinion is, fine. But, you know, they've had great success. And those type of bands need to be groomed to be the next headliners. If not, then it's then it's doomed. You know, then rock, rock is dead. And when Gene Simmons made that comment, rock is dead, it was meant on a commercial level. Like, right. and I, I've heard other people say, like, you know, rap stars are the new rock stars, and then all rock people get all bent out of shape. Well, you know what? They're right. They, they're right because rock stars back in the day were like, you know, you see all these videos. They're, you know, they're living the life in their mansions and their pools and stretch limousines. Like, you don't see any rock stars doing that anymore. So all, all the rap no. stuff is like, they do all that stuff. So, yeah, they are the new rock stars. So, I mean, as far as, you need I think as far as the hip-hop, I think as far as the hip-hop, I agree with you, is uh, 
not only is it in their in the lifestyle that they have, but it's also in pushing the envelope. I mean, people, how many people have not stopped talking about Cardi B's WAP? Or, I mean, when when's the last time we heard rock push the envelope? When was the last time we heard anything edgy come out of rock and roll? It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and here's something else. I, I forget where I heard the stat, but I heard it recently, and there's a lot of truth to it also. Our age, and they, and they hear some new band, what's the first thing they're going to do? They're going to, they're going to hate on it, and they're going to talk about the old days. Yep. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, that's cool, man, but, like, you know, Aerosmith and the Stones are, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. But hip-hop thrives on, like, on new a new artist, like all, yeah. all the big hip-hop guys I've never even heard of. You don't see, like, you know, Run DMC and, like, you know, um, I'm not, like, a big hip-hop guy. But, you know, I'm t- you, don't, you don't hear, like, LL Cool J and all that. Right. All that stuff. It's, all about, it's all about new new music, and they, and they accept it. Like, those fans accept all the new music and push it forward. Rock isn't like that. It's not. And now, that's why it's... It, what would you say would take it would need to happen to make it get to that point again? I think, I think it's a combination of a lot of things. You need you need to get the help from radio. Uh, you need bands that tour, like these big package tours that you see. Like, well, for one, that I think is is great. The stadium tour, you know, it's a great package. Um, and the band that's playing that's playing first that you know most people don't even mention is uh, Tuck Smith and the Restless Heart. Oh yeah, that that's great. And I, I'm a huge fan of Tuck and his former his, his uh, former band the Biters. And uh, I've been waving his flag for ten years. That guy is like, you know, if 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 he doesn't make it huge, like there's something wrong with, with this world. So when I saw that he got on that stadium tour, that was. That's a step in the right direction. So you need bands like that, you know, like if Ozzy goes out or, or Kiss. Like, you need, like, or Aerosmith, the Stones. Like, bring a new band out, not like not like another nostalgia act. You know? Right. And, you know, that was one of the things that always drove me a little nuts was how many of these bands. I, I was a huge Aerosmith fan, but when was the last album? And how many of these bands are riding off their greatest hits? And it, yeah. it gets frustrating. And that, but you also have other bands that are out there that are still putting out albums that you have no clue. Like yeah, well, yeah, things like Warren that like, are still out there putting out new albums, or Tesla's putting out new albums. You have no idea yeah. about it. Radio, radio doesn't play it, and even even satellite radio, they don't even play it. Like if you listen to. Uh, the Boneyard or Hair Nation, they won't play like the new Tesla song, the classics, and I think that hurts. You know that hurts the genre, yeah, as a whole. You know, like Whitesnake, Tesla, those bands are still putting out great albums. You know, every every couple years. You know, so they can't play the, those songs live. They do. They play a new song from the record. People just go, you know. Okay, it's time to. Get, I don't know the song. Let's go to the bathroom, you know. Yeah. But if radio right. played it, they had the support. Then people say, "Oh yeah, I heard that on the radio. It's a great song. Let's stick around for it." You know what I mean? 
I mean, the other thing that comes to mind as far as celestial radio is there used to be a time where they would even give a nod to the local musician, but it feels like that's even gone. Like, you're right. They, there's no there's no room for them on those, those type of networks, man. And it's, it's sad. It's frustrating because I, I'm not a big fan of nineties music, but I got to say the nineties was the last time an artist was allowed, a rock artist was allowed to have new material out there. Uh, I agree. Yeah. I mean, it, it seemed like that's, that's pretty much like when it ended, you know, I mean, maybe a little bit into the 2000s, but, yeah, the past fifteen, close to twenty years, it's been it's been totally changed. A lot of people say, you know, it's due to streaming and stuff like that. I don't know. My whole thing is like the game is constantly changing. You just gotta adapt and uh, you know find new ways to make it work. You know. And going back to you saying uh, comparing other bands, like I think of Greta Van Fleet, who I thought was great for what they did and was bringing a new generation of young fans up into guitar-driven music. But then there was so yeah. much hope from the old generation because they sounded like Zeppelin. I know. It's, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, when, I remember when Guns N' Roses came out, a lot of people said that Axel sounded like, it was like Aerosmith ripoff meets, you know, Janis Joplin, Nazareth, yeah. you know. You know, people are always going to hate immediately, but hey, like you said, a lot of kids are are into them, so good. You know, if if it makes some 13-year-old kid pick up a guitar because of Greta Van Fleet, that's amazing. Do it. That's right. Nothing wrong with that at all. So, let's get into, uh, I'm going to ask you, because i got to take a commercial break. But um, I'm going to ask you about the new one, Hannah, that we're getting ready to play. Uh, how long has this track been around, and who who took care of lyrics and everything for this? Uh, that song is maybe like three weeks old. <laughs> that's, like, that's brand new. Awesome. Um, I think we came up with that like the end of August. And, um, you know, I just kind of it just popped in my head like I heard something in my head, and I just recorded it real quick. Just like a quick arrangement, I sent it to Bert, and like within a day or two, he had lyrics for it and everything. So then I, I kind of finished it up, and you know, we're going back and forth, changing a little, couple little things, tweaking things here and there. But uh, that was like super quick. And we have a, we have another one that, that's uh, ready for October, November. And both of those came really, really quick as well. That's awesome. Now, is there any? Uh... Any symbolic meaning behind the name Hannah? Is anybody you know or? Um, I don't know. You probably have to ask Bert. I mean, I know it's about it's about uh, heroin addiction. So okay, I don't know if it's something that uh, that he that he knows or something. But uh, I mean, that's basically what the uh, what the lyrics are about. Gotcha. So, Damien, thank you so much for coming on, man. It's been great touching base with you. We got to talk more often. Yeah, same here, man. It's always uh, it's always a good time, and uh, and you're, you know, you're a great interviewer. I, I always like talking to you. Thanks, brother. So uh, keep us up to date. Uh, put all the new stuff on the union page for me, and uh, send me the MP3 so we can play them on the show. Yeah, we'll do. I, I appreciate the support. 
Thanks, brother. Have a great rest of your weekend, man. Thanks, man. You too. Have a good one. See ya. Bye. So that was Damian Monte Carlo, and here is Hannah. Monte Carlo with Hannah. I want to thank Damien for coming on board, man. Like I said, great conversation. Love touching base with him every so often, guys. And such, such a good time to be had, man. Uh, really looking forward to things getting back in the normal. I don't want to hear about the new normal. I'm, I'm Honestly, guys, you can call me here. The number is 914-338-1885. I personally am having a hard time with the drive-ins. I'm having a hard time with the the live streams. I'm ha- I got to get back out there, man. And you know, I've been kind of staying um, isolated at home and staying away. Uh, really hoping the fall doesn't turn out to be what they say it might be. So 
hopefully things can get back under control sooner rather than later. But, uh, guys, I'm just having a hard time with some of the ways things are happening. But it's all good, man. It's all in the name of rock and roll. And, uh, man, I'm telling you, Halloween is fast approaching. Normally, you, as you know, because you're listening, if you're listening live, we record on Saturday nights. And Halloween this year is on a Saturday night. So I'm actually taking that time to spend Halloween with my little one. So in light of that, we're going to be coming out Friday night, October 30th, Mischief Night. We'll have a special episode, guys. If you have any certain music, any we're going to be talking horror soundtracks. We're going to be talking all kinds of fun stuff, guys. And uh, it's just going to be a great time. So that plus, if you want to look for looking to the calendar a little bit ahead, October 17th, there will be no uh, no podcast on October 17th. My oldest son is getting married. I'm really looking forward to it, and uh, I'm going to spend a little time with him. So now that we're looking into October a little bit, can't believe it. Can't it, October came so quick. But to tell you the truth, guys, I think I'm with everybody. I'm ready to get past 2020. Let's go ahead and get into 2021. But as the air is getting a little bit cooler, as the uh, leaves are starting to change and Halloween's fast approaching, we're going to take a little trip with Hickson to the Lucifer's Lounge.
Storm, and if I can be serious for a minute, you're listening to VOC Nation Worldwide. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks, having started way back in 2010. 
VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts also include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Frisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Works, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, and In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. Both shows take callers live during the show, and recent guests have included General Adnan, Tito Santana, Haku, Earl Hebner, Dangerous Danny Davis, Jimmy Hart, Richard Steamboat, Brodus Clay, and so many more. Archive free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOCNation. Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists, and more. We have excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. Wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey. The morning after, right here on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Brady Hicks and... Homeboy Rap Boy here. I tell you what, we got a good show right here in the afternoon at 12 o'clock. Eastern Standard Time on the VOC Nation. Talking wrestling, football, news, whatever's going on in the world today. VOCNation.com. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Welcome back to the Rock and Roll Union Podcast, guys. And one more message from one of our sponsors, guys. Winning season returns at my bookie. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means survivor, super contest, and squares. At my bookie, winning season means hitting all your parlays and props with your feet up watching your team trounce their rivals. Rejoice. It is time to celebrate the NFL season's back, baby. Invest in your intuition. Use promo code VOCNATION, all one word, no spaces, and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play, guys. That is free money in your pocket, $1,000 in free play, designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. From live betting to championship futures, every play you want to make is waiting at my bookie. It's simple. Make your picks, win big, collect your cash. Use promo code VOCNATION. Once again, that's all one word, no spaces, and double your first deposit. 
Your winning season begins today only at my bookie. Guys, welcome back to the Rock and Roll Union Podcast. It is my pleasure to introduce our next guest. They have been around the block for the past 26 years, man. I'm very, very excited to speak with them. And uh, welcome to Mary Ramirez of the Detroit Cobras. Mary, thank you so much for being with us. Hey, can you hear me? I can. How are you? I'm doing good. Where, where are you at? We are, uh, we're located out of South Jersey. Oh, okay. Okay. So how's, how's, it, how's it going down in South Jersey? I mean, like, you know, how's the, how's the COVID down that way? Oh, man. I'll tell you, there's, see, I, I see things a certain way and other people see things another way. I see some of the bars are trying to open up. Some of the live music venues are trying to open up. But I see a lot of bars that are going to have a problem because a lot of the distancing, a lot of the the other things aren't being followed. So I just got a bad feeling that things will go back to what it was. Um, right, right. Well, de- well, definitely live music is not going to uh, it's not going to come back anytime soon. I mean, I got my friend playing on my porch. I'm in my back porch. He's on my front porch playing the Who in Christ Mary for for Gaines, for Ruth Gainsbourg. Uh, but you know, I mean. Uh, we, you know, I mean, I, I don't particularly, I don't feel safe going into a bar, you know. Uh, I'm so. the same way, you know, and, you know, I, I feel bad because I see some people that are going into it, and I, there are some live music events being held out there, but hey, I don't think you could get me out to one right now. No, no, I mean, I, you know, it's not about dying. It's about, it's about. I have a friend who lives. I have a friend who lives in Jersey, and he's a. Uh, he got COVID in, in, in April, and he still hasn't gotten all well yet, you know? Oh, man. Yeah, so, it's, so, you know, it's not, it's it's not worth a, it. It's not worth it. It's a scary situation, and, you know, it's – I don't know how you feel. I personally feel that people aren't taking it – some people aren't taking it as serious as we need to. And I think in the long run, that's going to actually be worse for us than if we just all got of together course. and said – Let's just beat it. Yes. Yes. I never, I don't understand the whole, I don't want to wear a mask because, because it's my right. I mean, why do you follow stop signs and why do you like, I mean, you right. know, it's, it's, for, it's for the good of the community. I, it's like, I mean, please. I mean, it's, it's like, it's just so silly. But, you know, I, I, I after this, I don't know if I'm going to take my mask ever to go shopping in the grocery store. You know, I mean. It's like, it's, you know, the flu season. I mean, I was thinking, you know, do I take a flu shot? You know what I mean? It's, it's right. too many questions, you know. I, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I wear a mask. I, I, like, I like wearing a mask. I, I, don't, I don't have no problem wearing a mask. And, and COVID has been interesting, you know. We live in Detroit. We had a really bad outbreak. So did you, right? Absolutely. Well, once, when everything initially hit, we were like, right, well, Philadelphia and New York, which, is above us and beneath us. They were the epicenters for the whole, once everything kicked off. So things were shady on both ends, but I mean, North Jersey really got hit next in New York. And it's amazing to see what different parts of the country are doing and what's happening. Yeah. 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 I just, I just don't wish anybody dead, you know, and, and 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 that's that's the thing that kind of like, like that's the thing that kind of irks me, 
that I that I I have these thoughts in my head now, like, well, you deserved it, you know what I mean, kind of thing. I don't yeah. think I don't I don't want to think that way. I don't want to think like that, you know. I agree with you, and you know, I'm right there with you. You, you start seeing the people that don't take it as serious, and it seems like the people that don't take it serious get hit the worst. And right, right, right. I, I mean, you know, like like. Yeah. Priest in Maine, who like, who whatever, you know, and he told everybody to come, and now he's an ICU. What are you supposed to say? Good for you, you know? I mean, I, I, I don't want to go there. I don't want to think like that. You know, I got, I got plenty of stuff to hate. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I, don't need to add, I don't need to add extra hate into my life. Man, and it just feels like hate right now is at an all-time high, and... You kind of want to be the opposite of that. And that's what I've been telling people as far as rock and roll. At first, I was asking, you know, with with the time period that we're living in, where are all the protest songs that there used to be? And then people would say, well, what would you protest against? And I said, you know, I think (laughs) love is the biggest protest we can do right now because everybody wants to hate. Rock and roll is always rebellion. So love is our rebellion now. I mean, taking care of each other and being good people seems to be the yeah, rebellion like, right now. It's like we need a love bomb, you know? We need a fucking love bomb. We are in a love emergency right now. Like, you know, like, it's just, it's just, uh, it's just, it's just, uh, it's, it's just, God, man, I mean, people are just angry. I just, it's just angry. You know, I live in Michigan. So, you know, we got people going with AK forty sevens to the fucking state house. You know, it's just it's just like man, you know, nothing says nothing says weak than carrying AK forty seven with you. Yeah. You know. You know, for, for no good reason. You know. I'm I mean luckily I'm an, with luckily for me, I mean, I live out in the in a rural area, so I don't see a whole lot of the uh the riots and the Crazy. protests, but you you guys are kind of deep in the middle of that, aren't you? No, not really. I mean, it's like it's like you know, if you concentrate, if you concentrate on on just this, you know, it's like it's like when the cops, you know, when they try to say, well, you know, it's only a few bad cops, or it's only a few bad protesters. That's you right. Know, it's equal. It's equal or equal. And so, you know, for the most part, no. I mean, for the most part, it's all been peaceful. I mean, the the the, the, the things that break out. Look, Detroit. Detroit's a pretty rough city. And it's got nothing to do with protesting, you know. I mean, right. and and in Detroit, Detroit's gotten better. But I mean, even if even if even if it was the best of times, and and you know, there will be somebody shooting somebody in Detroit. There'll be somebody shooting somebody in in, in Chicago. There'll be shooting somebody in Baltimore. You know, I mean, hey, guns. There's a thought, you know. I mean, yeah. I'm an army kid. I grew up with guns, and I have no love for them, you know, because yeah. because they only do one thing. That's right. And my wife is the no. same way. My wife grew up in Army Brat, and she, I mean, we have four older kids, and we have a one-year-old, and she's refused to use, to let them play with any kind of play guns around the house, and it, you're right, it's, I, it's meant for one thing. It's meant for one thing. I mean, if it, it'd be one thing if, like, you know, I was an Army, I was an Army Brat, so, like, you know, my, my, my dad, you know, took me to the gun range early on and he, you know, but he was, he was over the top safety, you know, like, okay, they pick up the gun, shoot it. Okay. Put it back down. Put your hands to the side, pick up the gun. I mean, come on, you know, <laughs> you know, but it was, but it was all to teach me not to think, not to think of it as a toy, you know, not to think of this gun as a toy, you know, it's, it's a gun. It, it's only one right. purpose it's to shoot, you know, uh, I, I, target shooting is fun, but it's, but when you think about it, 
what is the point? You know, I mean, I listen. I understand people. You know, I understand people to want to throw X. You know, <laughs> I don't. I don't want to throw an X, but I understand <laughs> somebody wants to throw one at a target. You know, yeah, to each right. his own. But, but I don't. I don't. I don't like glorifying it. You know, I don't. I don't understand why you need ten guns. I don't understand why you need. You know, to stockpile. You know, ammo and. You know, if you get right. to that point where I gotta stockpile ammo, I'll, you know, I'll pick up and go somewhere else. You know, you know, I, you know. I mean, this is just silly. I I don't need to fight a war. You know, I mean, this is just like I'm ready for the war. What war? <laughs> like, yeah. Do you do you have you any idea what war means? War means a lot of fucked up shit. Like you probably won't That's have right. electricity. You know, That's you right. won't be. You won't. You, you won't have no toy. You won't have no refrigerator because there won't be no electricity because it's what war means. Everything goes out, you know. It's like that's fucked up shit, man. People just glorify dumb shit they don't have nothing, no clue about. All but right. we're gonna talk about rock and roll, and we have a clue about rock and roll. What, 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 what are we gonna talk about? Hell yeah! So uh, talking about the the Cobras, man. You guys have been last year. You celebrated 25 years together, man. What what's what could you say is the difference between where the Cobras are now and '94? Okay, well, that 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 somebody who wrote that that was not we were not together in '94. I say we were together in '96. So that makes it 23 years, but it doesn't make it any better. Okay. I mean, '94 might might have been '94 might have been the day that we sat around and talked about it, you know? Right. Okay. But but but, but we basically we we put out a 45 pretty quickly after we we uh, we joined. Like, and I you know like we didn't go and and, and play a lot and blah 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 and then made a record. We just and that and that was true of a lot of bands in Detroit. They just we, we we there was a place you could make records and and we were our own best fans. Like in Detroit, there was a lot of bands and we loved ourselves. You know, and I don't mean that in a, in a bad way. I mean we just right. were happy with our scene. And so and I'm sure there were other places. I'm thinking Texas or whatever. You know, Memphis. Memphis had a lot of bands. Um, we were just like when when we when we would go to a, the, the 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 clubs that were filled the most were with three local bands. You know, and there was, and there was like, you know, we had bands that we wanted to play with. It wasn't like major acts. We wanted to play with other local acts. Right. And so we, we all like, so we all like, you know, we all started putting out records pretty early on. And that was also the beginning of like, I don't know the beginning, but that was also when we became aware of uh, uh, sympathy for the record industry. You know, and they had, they, there was a, a magazine called Flipside and they, they had one glossy page in the front and back and the back page belonged to, um, you know, Sympathy for the record industry, and they had all these little cool pictures of cool records. So we want to be on that, you know. Hell and, yeah! And he, and he, I mean, <laughs> and and I think for you to be on on for for uh, and then he used to call himself Long John Silver or something like that. Long Long Gone, Long Gone, and uh, uh, Long Gone would basically give any band with girls <laughs> money. <laughs> it's like we we had two, yay! You know, White Stripes, they had one. I mean, seriously, you go out the line, you see that there's a girl. But, but he also had really good bands, and, he, and, and you, wanted to, you wanted to be on that label because there were so many good bands on there, you know what I mean? Because it wasn't right. about signing to a major or nothing. I mean, majors, majors were, we don't even know what that is. You know, we didn't know what majors is, it was, or anything. And, and as far as radio goes, radio kind of sucked at the time. Uh, there might have been, like, a couple of underground radio, you know, stations that you tune in on a, on a Sunday one was from Canada, I think, that we used to tune in. That was really, really good. Uh, but you know, I mean, it was it was it was very local. That's the that's the way best way I can describe it. It was very, very, very local. Like at, I mean, I don't know if I'm gonna name some of the band, but at, we used to have a, a a festival that was like you know, in some dead end street, you know, and um, and no no food. I mean, things, you know, a lot of a lot of like 
I I soaked these cherries in in you know liquor for ten days. One buy one for a dollar, you know, and then you know <laughs> you eat one and you're you're instantly drunk, you know. Um, but it was I mean like I remember like one one afternoon it was uh, the cobras, the white stripes, the dirt bombs, um, Bantam roosters, uh, uh, easy action. I mean it was you know and that was these were all local bands. Um, and then wow. there was another stage with you know another stage with that like. Like uh, what was it? Uh, DJ uh, was it? And titties, ass and titties, <laughs> ass, 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 and titties. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was. Uh, I forgot what his name. I can't, I can't really, I can't remember his name. But he, there was a lot, a lot of local bands, and we were in love with each other. I mean, that's gonna sound really gay, but we were in love with each other. We were, we were like, we were competing with each other. You know what I mean? And and it was, it was fun, fantastic, fantastic fun. You know, awesome. uh, so what's the difference from then and now? Uh, we got we 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 grew up and it became a job. You know, uh, not 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 the worst thing that can happen, but um, uh, when there's no expectations, you really do it for fun. That's awesome. I mean, one of the things that I noticed about you guys is you, you do mainly covers, which is great. Because you do songs that, you know, I was listening to your back catalog and I had to go look for the original song. I, I heard you guys do it before I heard other people do it. And oh, exactly. How did you guys exactly. fall into that? Like, what was the mind frame? Well, that is, that is, that, that's that? The, I mean, the, I mean, the Stones did that. The Beatles did that. It's like the oldest thing. The oldest. I mean, um, I was talking to the Raining Sounds, uh, Greg Carter. I don't know if you know him, but he said one time, he said to me, he goes, you know, he goes, I will never stop doing covers because it keeps you on your toes. Um, you know, uh, we do pretty well, uh, you know what I mean, as far as like, you know, whatever. You know what I mean? I mean, as far as getting, getting gigs and, and stuff like that. And and people have said, well, you know, you only do covers. I'm like, well, you can do them too. It's not as easy as you think it is. You know, it's not as easy as you think it is. I mean, for, for me and Rachel, which is basically, you know, we're the core of the band. Um, right. For us, is we do songs that that uh that we we want to uh, we do songs that we like we we want to understand them you know what i mean so when right. you, when you when you're doing them when you're doing them you have to know how to understand them did we have, did we have, <laughs> did we achieve the same thing that we thought we were listening to did we achieve the same feeling that we get when we were listening to it and it, you know it's not i mean listen if you if you copy the notes if you copy the notes and you played it then we could all be muddy waters. You know what I mean? Like let me play every note. Nobody know and be muddy waters, but you can't. You can't be because you it's, it's got to come from within you. So so do one of covers. You have to understand the cover, and you have to understand, and you also have to be a good judge of whether you're doing it right or not. You know, uh, none of this, none of this. That's good enough. You can't do that. You got to say right. we did it or we didn't do it. And and I and I think you know there, there's some originals. We just did a we just did a song. The latest song we did, actually, there's two songs, but the, the, the latest song we did was a, a song that the drummer wrote. Um, and, uh, and you know, we, when he said, I got a song, we listen to it and we go, we can do that. I mean, I don't care who writes it. I don't care if we do or don't write it. Um, but but it has to, it has to, it has to check. It has to, like, it has to, there's a bar that's set, and that bar has to be met. Right. And so, and, well, and sometimes I think that, sometimes I think people pay too, too, pay too much heed to like to like saying like oh I, I wrote these songs myself well if they're not great what difference does it matter listen if if 
if I go see a band, and this is this is a kind of a tell sign. If I go see a band, and I I, 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 I see this all the time, and I love. I, by the way, I love watching bands play live. I just one of my favorite things to do. So you can imagine what I'm what I'm going through with COVID. Um, oh yeah, same here. One of, my, <laughs> one of my favorite things to do is to go see bands live, and you don't have to be great. Just entertain. Just make just make me happy. I'm drinking a beer. Right. And and but one of the things that I can tell you about watching bands play is that. Even though I don't know nothing about them, I can tell you when they're playing a cover, and I can tell you why. I mean, sometimes I get it wrong, but for the most part, my 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 batting average is like you know a good eighty plus percent, um, because they they play it differently, because they know where they have to go, they know what they have to do, they know what they're trying to achieve. Okay, so when 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 I when I watch a band and all of a sudden they do a song, I mean they're they're just kicking it, you know. And I'll say, is that a cover? And they go, yeah. Is it blah, 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 you know? And I go, yeah, you did a good job. But, you know, and why? Because they knew what to do. In other words, they knew where they wanted to go. They weren't just accepting it's good enough. You know what I mean? They, they, right. they knew where they, what, they, what they wanted to do. And, and I think, like, I mean, to be honest, I think, like, all bands should do covers because finding the right cover for you is also another art. I agree. And I think certain bands, I mean – Every big band out there has picked a, a cover that they've made their oh, own. I mean, I mean, I mean, think about the. I mean, there's so many acts that I can tell you that their biggest hits were covers, starting with the with the Black Crows, uh, yeah. uh, 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 Janis Joplin, uh, uh, Aretha Franklin. Um, uh, I mean, and they don't have no qualms with it. You know, I mean, it's 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 uh, you know, I mean, most of all pop is written by somebody else. You know, um, you know Jimmy Webb. I mean, you know, uh, uh, Lyman, Wichita, Lyman of the County. I mean, I don't know if people know the song, but I mean, it's a wonderful song, but it's written by Jimmy Webb. And 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 Glenn Campbell is a fucking fantastic writer. You know. Oh, yeah. Um. So it's it's you know I mean it's it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't matter where it comes from. It's it's a song. That's the most important part. It's a, it's a song. Now, if you write it, good for you. I mean, if you write a good one, good, great for you. You know. Um. <laughs> but. But you should not you should not be afraid of covers. Covers make you stronger. Now, what would you say is one of the biggest mistakes that a cover band out there does? They 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 miss the point of the song. So 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 let's 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 let's, let's go down some covers. You 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 name one and I'll name one, okay? So do you know the original of Red 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 Wine? Yes. Okay, so Neil Diamond's Red Red Wine, it was a it's a it's a it's a beautiful. I mean, he sounds like he's on red wine, okay? And he, he's like, red, red. <laughs> I mean, he sounds like he's fucking drinking red wine. I mean, the first time I heard that, I was like, this is so cool. And then there's UB40. Now, is UB40 song wrong? No, but I think it's not. But it's not a bad. It's not a bad cover of it. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, you know the. UB40. It's not a bad cover. Do, do, if I had to choose one, would I choose? I would probably choose uh, Neil Diamond. But 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 they got they got the spirit of the, you know what I mean? Like like they, they it's kind of laid back just as much as as is, even though it's it's up it's laid back. You know the first the, I remember the first time I heard a cover that I didn't know it was a cover, and then I heard the original, and I you know what it didn't change my mind about the cover at all. And that That's was right. um. Uh, uh, that was uh, when you were young. What's it? The Saints. The Saints. And then uh, uh, it was a. Uh, 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 do you guys remember uh, uh, River Deep? River Deep Mountain High. 
Remember Deep Mountain? Right. Yeah, I told you, my oh my. Okay, so that's by that's by Tina Turner, right? With Phil Spector. But the first time I heard that song was by the Saints. I adored it. I thought it was so cool. And I and I I I, I was a big Saints fan. And uh, you know you know what song I'm talking about by the Saints, right? Oh yeah, yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, uh, and so when when I first heard that song, I loved it. And then I heard the original. The original, original is great, but that did not make me stop loving the the the, the Saints version at all, at all. I, I I just I just see it as two different ways to make a pie, you know, uh, same ingredients. And 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 that's and that's the biggest mistake that that I think a lot of bands when they cover, they they really have to, they really have to. I don't think make it their own. They have to be in the same spirit, you know. Like if if, if the song is. I don't know, you know, I don't possess the proper words <laughs> to describe what I'm trying to say. I don't, I don't have a good, I don't have a good services <laughs> in my head. But, um, but, um, I just think like, like it has to, it has to, it has to move the same way, you know, whether you're doing it fast or slow, you know. I just heard the other day uh, a slow version of, oh no, Aha did a slow version of their own song. Have you heard that one? I, I didn't hear that. No. Yeah, they did. I mean, because I was, I was sitting. As a matter of fact, I was sitting in Meg White's house, and she played this song. And I go, we're right there pulling down. I go, I go, is that Aha? She goes, yes. I go, is that Aha covering Aha? She goes, yes. <laughs> and I go, wow. Aha. You know, yeah. And you, you probably could look it up. I mean, it's, it's, it's them doing their own song in a slow version, and it works. It works. I mean, it's because they understand the song. So I mean, but look, you know, I mean, it, it, it doesn't have to be all that deep, but but it's to a certain degree, yes. You can't go. I mean, one of the things that we had we had a problem with, and like as far as covering, and Rachel would like put her foot down. She goes, "We're not covering. We're not going to. We're not. We're never covering uh, uh, James Brown. We can't. We can't tangle with James Brown, you know." <laughs> and uh, and I think I think uh, when Thurman we released our our second record, I stuck in. We had went to the studio and did it, and I stuck it in there. And it's it's just, it's just like a bonus cut. It's not the original album. It's only the Thurman album, but it's we attempted to. I mean, and it was, and it's, it's an obscure James Brown tune, but you know, you can't step into James Brown's shoes. It's like trying to, it's try, it's like, I mean, any money being on my little baby. I always thought that that took a lot of balls. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, even though she he used her, it still took a lot of balls to go up there and do be my little baby because I mean, that's like that that that, that song just just drip. That song just drips sex, you know. Right. I mean, I'd say one of the greatest covers in my mind would be All Along the Watchtower by Hendrix. That's true. That's true. Or, or, or Hey Joe. Or Hey Joe. Yeah. I mean, hey, hey Joe by The Leaves and Hey Joe by Hendrix. I mean, both two cool, cool songs. But I think I think I think Jimmy did a better a better job of of Hey Joe <laughs> than The Leaves. Or but anything the Leaves, yeah. anything anybody covers from Dylan. <laughs> That's true. So, you know, you know, I was never a Dylan fan until, until because I was like, oh, shut the fuck up, dude. And uh, <laughs> and then and then I seen then I seen what well, what's his movie? Um, Don't Look Back. Is it Don't Look Back? Right. Yeah. What's the big Dylan movie? Is there's a movie that that that, that Pen, Pen Brown, whatever his name is. He's the same guy that think that filmed um uh the uh, uh what do you call it the uh, uh Woodstock the Woodstock movie. But he, right. it's, I think it's it's called Don't Look Back, and it's and it's and he follows Dylan around Europe, 
And that's when I'm like, okay, I get it, man. I get it. You know, the dude's pretty cool. But I was before like, oh, shut the fuck up, dude, man. Like, <laughs> like, oh, my God, you know. And then, of course, you know, hey, I feel the same way about the Beach Boys. I couldn't stand the Beach Boys. I fucking hated the Beach Boys. I mean, I, when, 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 and, and the, the most interesting thing was that when, uh, ba, 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 that yeah. was a cover. That was like, my, that was like my most hated song by them. <laughs> and, and that was a cover. That was a, that was a song by this black group. And so I yeah. was like, oh, my God. But then, you know, I mean, in my in my arrogance, and this is what I love about music. I love that you can be – and it happens more when you're younger because when you're older, you're just like, you know. But when you're young, you go, fuck all the rest of the bands. This is the only one that's for me, you know. And, <laughs> and you you know, I'm getting rid of all my shirts. This is bullshit. This is the only band that matters. And, um, and then you're like, okay. <laughs> but so for me, there's been so many times when I had to eat crow, and one of them was – with the, with the Beach Boys, man. I'm like, fuck the Beach Boys. Fuck that fucking pet sound bullshit motherfucking shit. And then <laughs> one day, and then one day, holy shit, and it did. Holy fuck, this is a fucking great record. I mean, yeah. and I, yep. I uh, you know, I mean, I, we, 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 I had such a problem with pet sounds that one time me and Rachel took a bunch of mushrooms and I was going to secretly tie her up to a tree while she was having a fun time laughing. And then I was going to play pet sounds so she couldn't move and torture her. <laughs> this is this is what I felt about Pit Sound for such a long time. And we, I mean, we went as far as going out, doing some mushrooms, and then we got to try to follow, follow through. But, I mean, but then I, you know, there, there was the making of Pit Sounds. I don't know if you ever heard that. That is phenomenal. I mean, that's, that, that's when you really see what a fucking genius Brian Wilson is. I mean, with one ear, and he's like, you know, he's like conducting 40 instruments, and he's like, hey, yeah. wait a minute, you're not right. You know, and you're like, holy shit, man, this has only got one ear, you know? I can't barely tell when I'm in tune, and uh, and you know, so I. But the, the, that was the other one, the other, and it's, it's you know, and the best part is, it's always been classic albums too. Like I was like, fuck Exile on Main Street, man, overrated motherfucking <laughs> full of shit crap. Then one day I was smoking a joint. I go, this is the coolest record ever, you know. <laughs> and I, and I, and I love the fact that so many times I had to go back and eat crow to my own my own thing. With the Beach Boys, it got so bad. It got so bad that I. I one time, like, you know, like, then I was just arrogant about it. Man, you know how good the Beach Boys are? And somebody goes, yes! You know? And then and then I was at a party. I was at a party, and somebody walked by, and they go, talking about the Beach Boys getting married? I'm like, oh, my God. I have lost my mind. Because I was. <laughs> and, you know, so, but I love I loved the fact that you can constantly go back and eat crow, you know? Like, like I, I look, you know, I look forward to, like, you know, <laughs> I look forward to eating crow on some, um, you know, uh, 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 techno records, you know, and, and and I've done it, I've done it already, you know. But just, just I'm, I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for. I mean, every, every, every once in a while, you go, okay, I did not, I did not quite see that, you know. I did not right. quite see that, and now I do, and now I do, and it's fucking great, and fuck yeah, and then, then you get arrogant about it, like I cannot believe that, I, I cannot believe I did not get this. You know, like you're some kind of genius or something. I cannot believe I did not understand this, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I so, mean, I've had several bands that have done that through the years with so yeah i know exactly what you're talking about what would you say is the um is the next thing coming for you guys i mean i know covid's got everybody tied down are you guys still getting together and playing music at all anywhere yeah well yeah well we 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 we, we, we toured um we toured europe and we came back the day before thanksgiving last year and then covid hit and oh, and man. i was like holy shit man i mean literally we came in, and I think the first cases were in the, and was Wednesday, Thanksgiving, the 26th, 25th, and 
and and then I then we were supposed to go on March twenty second. We were supposed to go. Uh, we were gonna fly to um to San Diego, and then we were gonna tour up the West Coast and maybe go in, in inland, you know, like to Vegas and stuff, and come back and fly out of Seattle. Uh, because because uh, this is gonna sound really bizarre, but I, and 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 I noticed this one a, a while back that <laughs> that. Where we do best, it's like a, it's like a political map, you know. Like it's like we don't, you know. There's not much gigs in all the red states, you know what I mean? Uh, oh, yeah. Like all the all the gigs are like, you know, like you know, there's not much gigs in Florida, you know. That's that's like that's like a red state, you know what I mean? It's one day I, I started laughing. I'm like, oh my god, we're following the political map. But I mean, you know why? Because we we have better taste in music, no. Um, but um, we're supposed to fly. We're supposed to fly. And and you know on the twenty second, and I remember like, like uh, it was Mar it was February and people were starting to get really sick and then people started dying, people started dying in Seattle and all I could think was, okay if I get sick, and I get they're gonna ask me, have you been out of the country and I'm gonna go yes and they go where were you at I'm gonna say nothing Italy and they were gonna throw me in some kind of quarantine room, and <laughs> and 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 the, and the cost you know when you get quarantined in the hospital you gotta pay. And it was yeah. like, that's like $3,000 a day. And I'm like, yep. fuck no. And so I was like really, really leery of, of, of going. And and then the sixth person died. And I called my booking agent. And I said, I, I can't do this, man. And then and then he was like, you know, he's like, oh, you know, other bands. I'm like, I don't think this is a good idea. And two weeks later, everything closed. Everything. I mean, literally everything closed. And I mean, like, you know, California. I think like a week and a half later, California closed entirely. And um, and I remember him saying, well, you know, um, you could do the other two states. And I'm like, I don't think that's a good idea, man. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, you know, and now they got fires. Oh, my God. This, this is insanity, yeah, man. Yeah, hell yeah. And it, the, the weirdest part is, like, we're watching it all on TV. Like, you know, it's like, that's just weird, man. That's the, the revolution is being tele- televised. But, um, but so, you know, um, that was my answer. And so so we, we just did that. We did that. We did that. We, we did a month and a half in Europe. And that went really well. Um, and then the, the year before uh, that was, we left. And then the year before that, like the fall, the fall before that, we did the the MC50 tour. We did like a month and a half of that with uh, with uh, celebration of the MC5. And that was with oh, wow. uh, Wayne Kramer and, and Kim Tayal from uh, Soundgarden. And then there was uh, what's his name from uh, from uh, uh, what was the drummer's name from. Uh, uh, was it was the band from Chicago, DC? Uh, well, oh well, you know I'm drinking wine, so obviously I can't remember things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, you know, and and then the guys from uh, uh, fuck fuck it, they, they were from five known bands, and including Wayne Kramer, and they did they did the uh, the MC Five's first album in its entirety, and then they would do other songs. It was, it was really good, and we did that. So no, we've been we've been playing around, you know, we've been playing around. I mean, have you guys gotten together since the whole COVID situation? No, no, no. Rachel lives in New Orleans, and and when she's not fighting COVID, she's fighting hurricanes. Yeah, you know, right. She's, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I talked to her a couple of days ago. She goes, oh, oh, Sally. You know, that thing was Sally. You know, <laughs> and she like she's like, oh, fuck me, man. I'm like, yeah. She goes, this is this, you know. She goes, we're so ready to get out of here, you know. So, you know, so yeah. all we all we, you know, like everybody else, we just sit on the phone and talk and drink, right? Oh yeah, that's that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, but I, mean, but I mean, as far as, as as far as musically goes, though, I have a real, real need to rock. 
Like, I just want to rock. You know what I mean? Like, that sounds really stupid. I don't mean, like, rock, like, kick your foot. I mean, like, like right. harder sounds. Like, I want to hear harder sounds. You know, like, harder, deeper, like, just, like, more aggressive sounds. And I'm, I'm not saying that we want to become, like, death metal, but just harder, you know? Gotcha. Now, if you could, if you could, like, nail it down on, like, a band or two, who would you say has what you're looking for? I don't know. I, I think I'm. I, I think I'm talking tones, and I think I'm talking uh, a, a, a attack. You know, gotcha. like you know, and what was that? What was that line in a uh, music? It's my attitude, and something is my attack. <laughs> my attitude is my attack. Uh, you know, but I just, I just think like I personally. I mean, I don't know what the. I don't know what Rachel. You know, because we. It, it still comes down to what song sounds good or what doesn't. But I, right. you know, and I'm. And I and I've been trying to I've been trying to like have I cause I always want to do other stuff you know I've been trying to do it with a couple other girls but you know people are you know the COVID thing and and uh and and uh and I don't know I mean I I think I mean I I didn't think I didn't think I was that productive but I make people look like <laughs> they make me look like I'm like a, like a like a workaholic you know I, mean, <laughs> I, I just <laughs> but I'm not I mean like I just you know but I think you know what I think I think like a lot of young people. I mean, I'm older, but I mean, like you know, people that are around that are willing to play, they all gotta work two jobs. But they never can, they never can rehearse, because even yeah. though they say the economy's good, most of them are working two jobs, two or three jobs. One of them work here, they go DJ there, and they, you know what I mean, just to make ends meet. I mean, it wasn't. I mean, when we were coming up, we all had a job, but we just had one job, you know. And yeah. the other job was drinking, and the, other, and the third job was collecting shit to put on the wall so you could soundproof your your fucking <laughs> house. Hell yeah. You know, I mean, seriously, that was that was what you did. You know, when you weren't drinking and exchanging records, you were finding soundproof equipment to put on your wall so the neighbors wouldn't fucking yell at you. And uh, and and then you went to your job. And and I, but I think like I think like younger people today. I mean, I feel for them because they have like two or three jobs, all of them. You know. Now, do you think that's the detriment behind rock and roll? Now is like people not having that ability to do. What we yeah, want I, I think so. I think I mean I know I know like like a couple of young kids bands like they're they're, they're, they're you know at their high school they're just going into college and they seem to have like a one of them is a little blues act and uh and they're little, little white kids so blues act and they and and they have more of a punch you know but you know I mean and so they're all they got to do is go to school and go to and play but I think. I think uh, I think uh, that's not the way it was for us. I mean, most of us were just living on our own. You know, yeah. nobody went to college. You know what I mean? Uh, it was just you just go out there and make some music. You know, and you make it hard. And uh, but yeah, I just I, I think I, I think I think what I'm I I I want to hear tones. I want to hear tones. And I want to you know uh, I, 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 I'm 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 tired of soft. <laughs> are you familiar? Are you familiar at all with the band in this moment? In this moment? No. Tell me yeah. more. Uh, female fronted, heavy, but not too heavy, and I just think it's amazing. It's a newer. When I say newer, I want to say within the past ten years. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think you would dig it entirely. I think it's something I'll that you should check, check it out. out I'll totally. I'll with you. Yeah, I definitely will. And uh, it, it's a little bit heavy. I saw her in con- uh, I saw them in concert, and they have a little bit of a theatrical element to them, almost like an Alice Cooperish style right, stage right, presence. Right. 
But, but, but uh, the, you know, the, the, but the thing the thing for me for most indie bands, I mean, bands gotta understand something. And I'm, I'm not saying that this 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 applies strictly, but bands gotta understand some things. It's one of them is like there is an order. One of them is vocals come first. I don't care what you think, vocals come first. If you can't sing, do not go forward. You know, yeah. I mean, you don't have to you don't have to be a great singer. You just gotta have a style and know your limitations. You know, you you have to come across. I, 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 you know, I don't ever go see a band because of singers, and actually I have, but, you know, uh, you don't you don't just say, boy, the singer's not so great, but the drummer and the bass player, man, they're awesome. And, you know, you you got to have a good, you got to have the singer comes first, drummer comes second, okay? If you don't have those two things, your, your, your ability to sustain is going to wane. Um, you know, because the drums move the people, the beat, whatever, even if it's rock, even if it's soft, uh, but the vocals are the, 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 the voice, you know, I'm not saying, I'm not saying you got to sing really good, but you got to have a style. You got to get a car. Yeah. I mean, Hey, look at Dylan, right? I mean, I mean, Dylan wasn't what I call a great singer, but he did get it across. Right. I mean, that's right. You know, and, uh, um, you know, so. You gotta, you gotta. I mean, I know a lot of people that are not great, great singers, but they have a style, and they and they and they come across. And you gotta have a good drummer. And then you know everything else is a plus. You know, good guitar player, awesome. Good lead player, great. You know, and you know, and that's another thing, man. Don't don't think that bass and rhythm playing does not matter. That's you right. Know, very important. Your rhythm player is probably a little more important than your lead player. You know, lead playing is good. When you hear it, you know. But if you don't have a good rhythm player, uh, you know, you, you, it's just, you know what I'm saying. You gotta have a good rhythm. Uh, you know. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's, it's, you know, Joe, 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 Joe Balasamo, <laughs> whatever that motherfucker's name is. You know, <laughs> stupid music. Stupid music. Um, uh, I'm sure people will be upset that I said that, but you know, I seen that shit live. Shut the fuck up, dude. You know. Um, but you know, yeah. I think that you have to, I think that you have to have a singer. And by by singer, I don't mean they have to be like on the voice or anything like that. I mean they gotta have, they gotta have an attitude and they gotta have a style, and they gotta have they have they have they have to have a way to get it across, you know. I agree with you 100. percent And it's, I think it's a it's an art form that seems to have gone away for a little bit, but I think it's coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I love that in the '60s there was like, a, you know, a plethora of 16-year-old white boys that could sing. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, from Bob Seger to Scott Morgan to, I mean, just just go down the line, you know, the guy from Grand Funk. I mean, it, you know, they were just like 16-year-olds were just going crazy, you know. I mean, all white kids who had a lot of soul in their voice, you know. Man, it's. So as far as what's next for Detroit Cobras, I, I'm just I gotta wrap things up because we're losing time. But uh, as far as what's next for Detroit Cobras, what do you see coming down the pike for you guys? What do you guys have planned? Anything? Well, we got we got tours that we got to make up, and I wanna I wanna do more recording. But like I said, I wanna 
I want to I want to get into tones and stuff. So why why would why, why you know I want I want to turn my own stuff on. So that's what that's what's next for the Detroit Cobras. They have to turn Mary on. <laughs> and if yeah, not, it's done. And <laughs> it's done. <laughs> I'm yeah. also gonna stay home and cook vegan chili. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Well, Mary, thank you so much for being with us tonight. And uh, please, if there's any Detroit Cobra stuff popping, please drop it on our Facebook page, the Rock and Roll Union. And uh, okay. it, it has been a blast, man. Thank you so much for being here. Well, thank, thank you for asking, okay? Seriously. And uh, have, a, have a great rest of your weekend. All right, you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So, guys, that was Mary from the Detroit Cobras, man. Really, really happy to speak with her. What a lot of good stuff that was. And uh, remember, if you guys ever miss a live broadcast, you can catch us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Look up VOC Nation, scroll through a little bit. You'll find the Rock and Roll Union. We're not hard to find. And, uh, guys, it, it has been my pleasure to bring you guys here tonight. Talk a little bit next week. Looking a little bit forward to next week. We have, we're going to be uh, bringing back another round table. We're going to be talking gear for all you gearheads. We're going to be talking amps, equipment, synthesizers, that kind of thing. We're going to be talking about that. And we're going to be joined by Scott Kirby, who's going to have a live acoustic performance for us, guys. Really looking forward to that. But, Until next time, do me a favor. Be kind to one another. Love one another. Make the world the place you want it to be. And remember, rock and roll. Have a good week, guys. (laughs) 